Let me ask you something. Does your work make you happy? Do you know what your potential is and do you use it? Do you deliver value that you're truly proud of? This is the Happy Work Podcast, where we discuss all the things we can do to make our work and with it our life better. Okay, so we, we talked about taking inventory, taking stock over the resources in your life. Why would we do that? Because before we can move forward in, in, into an intention to be happy, we need to know what are the things in our lives that we can use to expand our happiness. Things like money, things like time and space. But most of all, the most valuable resource that we have is our mind. Because our mind is also a resource. It's the resource that actually creates the happiness. Happiness is a, an emotional reflection of the thoughts that we have. And the thoughts are a reflection of the mind that creates the thoughts. So if in our invent inventory list, our mindset is left out, we can have control over all the resources in the world. The problem is that we will always fall back into a destructive, limiting behavior without resources. When you say mindset, are you pointing to something that you, you need to be in a certain state? Yes. Like loving versus yeah. erratic mindset that some, so many people are stuck in? Yeah. So we just recently had a group of entrepreneurs in the Y House, and we spoke about specifically walking through the door. I call it walking through the door, the most important decision in your life. And we're going to do a podcast about a podcast episode about that at a later point. But here's the thing. The moment you say, I have had enough of whatever work reality I'm in right now, I've had enough of feeling down and having to balance, you know, a, a, a work situation that feels poor and bad with a life situation that's kind of like, okay, at times. I just want to feel great all the time. You have to phrase an intention because the intention is the most powerful thing we have in the, in the, in the universe. It's the force that creates. However, when an intention to be happy is phrased, but within a mind that is fearful, that intention cannot, it cannot hatch. It has no leg to stand on. So imagine now, for example, you take the resource friendship. And you have a fearful mind. Can you elaborate a little bit on like a fear, fearful mind? Because I understand it. But if you're explaining it to, like you explain to the group, what the is fear, the fearful mind that they still have? Well, the fearful mind is the mind that we gained when we got out into the world and learned about competition. We learned about, you know, survival. It's the mind that is constantly trying to do better than others, that is trying to fight for survival when there's no need for survival, survivalistic methods. So when you think you are at a risk of dying, when really you're not, your fearful mind keeps you in that place. And now you think you have not enough money. You think you need more money, more money than you actually need. You need more friends. You need more love. You need more uh, time, room, space. There's you, just tons of scarcity and lack of that love is, for oneself. That's yeah. exactly what the fearful mind is. It's the scarcity mind. It's the mind that does not recognize the abundance of life. Mm -hmm. So if you are an entrepreneur or a, whatever, just a regular person, you don't even need to be an entrepreneur, but you have a fearful mind, you always 
start your day with the impression that your life is a glass that's half empty. You have to fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. It's never enough. You're lacking something. You're lacking something. And that's what creates competitive uh, behavior. That's what creates, you know, the, the price dumping that we see, the poor business uh, practices. All of these things, when we treat people poorly, it's because we're afraid. And our mindset is the most valuable resource that we have because if it's fearful, it depletes all our reserves. All our reserves will always be depleted because no matter how much money you get, money that hits a fearful mind is fearful money. Yeah. Time, if you make time, but you have a fearful mind, it's fearful time because now you feel you're still not using your time well enough. You feel like you still don't have enough of it. A fearful mind and friendship creates fearful friendships. You're now afraid of losing the friendships. You're afraid of, uh, you stay in toxic relationships and friendships because you're fearful that you're going to end up alone. That is what the fearful mind creates. Now, the other mindset that is required to actually do true happiness inventory, that's the loving mind. And the loving mind is the mind of abundance. It's the one that realizes that what we have right now is enough. And that what we have right now is the platform, the diving board from which we can now attain more to fuel our happiness. So if your intention is truly to be happy and your mindset behind it supports it because it believes in abundance, it comes from a place of abundance. You now have the tool to expand, to fall into that happiness because the money that you have right now, the money that you have right now in an abundance mindset tells you, this is great. I am already in a good place. But now I would like to know how can I move forward from there, which is only possible if your glass is half full. And... That's why the first resource that we actually have to look at after we've done our inventory, after we realized what are all the tools that we have that we are using or not using to expand our happiness, we have to ask ourselves, well, if I now want to expand, do I really have a leg to stand on, which is the mind? And to go back to what we discussed with this group, uh, our group that's called Y Society, was walking through the door. And walking through the door means leaving the fearful mind behind, falling into a mind of abundance because you now grasp the intention of falling into your happiness. If you have a fearful mind, your only intention is to be safe, to create safety. And that keeps you in a place, in a dark place. We like to call this place the waiting room, right? Because you just wait for things to get better. Right. And that door that you have to cross, that door separates the two sides of the mindset, the fearful mindset and the mindset of abundance. And when you cross that, you realize that you now have the possibility to shift all your resources to support that intention. And when you cross that door and you do check on your resources, one thing becomes very, very clear. And that is the whole point behind doing happiness inventory. 
you start to realize what are all the foreign concepts that are acting within you that have kept you in a dark place, in a place away from your happiness. So, for example, how you see money, how you understand money, what you think relationships or friendships should be about, the people you allowed into your life, how you use space in general, how you use your headspace, how you choose your words, how you behave towards yourself and others, how you, when you get up in the morning, what are the things that you say, what are the things that you think. That becomes very clear once you go through that door because you now say, I'm leaving that old mindset behind me, the old self, and now gaining ownership. And gaining ownership of your mind means to gain ownership of all your resources and means to gain ownership of your happiness. But now you're on the other side of the door. Because we call this, this, uh, these two episodes inventory mindset, in the end, it's important that you realize that you have all these tools and everything, everything starts with awareness of those tools. But then that awareness has to shift towards ownership. Once you're aware of it, you have to ask yourself, what are they doing with me? What is money doing with me? What is time doing with me? What, are, what is my partnership doing with me? And then you realize behind it what they have actually become. Have they become a shackle or have they become an elevator towards the sky, towards the freedom, like a springboard. the possibilities? Mm -hmm. And that ownership requires for you first the, the awareness and then shifting it, shifting from being owned by it, being owned by money, being owned by people, being owned by all these concepts towards owning those concepts, shifting that. And this is why I wanted to reiterate this, that it's not wrong to want to have more money if that money serves that intention and comes from a mind that is not fearful. Because we had a few people reacting to our last uh, episode because I said, uh, your intention should not be to make more money. And I probably needed to be a little clearer on that. It's, the intention is, of course, not to make more money. The intention is to have more of that which supports your intention to be happy. If you need more money to create something that will indeed feed and support that intention, you have to go for it. Uh, an example could be if you realize that your happiness really, really calls for you to find more space, more, more freedom to travel because you're someone who really connects with people and cultures and you want to see the world and that really is something that your heart craves. You need money for that. You cannot do that without any money in your pocket. So naturally, you will want to gain more money, get more money so that you can afford that. But the difference now is because it is attached to the intention of happiness and not to the expectation of feeding a fearful mind that is just afraid that they're not making enough money. You now have given that resource an angle, an importance, a relevance. And that is the problem that most people face out there when they're trying to make budgets, when they try to make uh, money budgets, time budgets, even happiness budgets. It's that it 
it is not rooted in an intention that supports their heart. It's just rooted in a fearful belief. I want more money because I want to be able to afford shiny objects. Why would you want to be able to afford shiny objects? Because you feel bad about yourself and you need to, you know, give yourself a little comfort. But that is the fearful mind. The loving mind will say, I want more money because with that money, I can do something that will support my intention of falling into my happiness. I think the fact that you just clarified that right now is so important because too many times, I mean, how many times have I not listened to clients or even friends just talk about like, oh, I just need to make more money. I'm like, why? Well, I could pay off the bills and then just like not worry about the things that I want to buy. And But there's never any foundation as to it can feed into my happiness because of X, Y, Z. Well, it's a good point you're bringing up because actually paying your bills and taking care of your debts that you have is the first thing that you should do in a happiness inventory. Because what did I say? Get rid of all the limitations in your resources. Uh, in, in your money resources, the biggest limitation is the money that you owe. It's not the money that you're going to make. It's the money that you owe. So if your intention is to be happy and you realize there is something holding you back, your money resource, debt, that's a limiting resource. So you have to take care of that first. You cannot move forward when you have something holding you back. Debt, we're indebted to so many things. Money is just one thing. But when we keep people, toxic people in our, in our life, we also become indebted to them because we feel we're obliged to hang out with them. So as long as we're still connected to all those resources through debt, we cannot move forward. We cannot go through the door. It's not possible because something, there are rubber bands holding us in place. So you have to first get rid of the debt. That goes without saying. You cannot move forward. So that person that tells you, I need to make more money so I can pay off the bills, they have a point. They do have a point. The problem is just, A, are they going to pay off the bills? And B, as they pay off the bills, are they going to create new debt? Because that's what a lot of people do. We have to shift from the debt mind, the indebted mind, to the free mind. So your money resource has to go away from something that you can just spend more than you have of to spending it to invest into things that support your intention of happiness. Tell me in all honesty, is making debts something that creates happiness in you? No. And the things that you buy with that debt, are they creating happiness in you? No, they just create this weird little moment of satisfaction when you click purchase, when you click the purchase, the buy button. Yeah. And then they're gone. And even when you said that the debt of, um, you know, you feel obligated to hang out with someone or be with someone, as soon as you agree to it and you go, you're like, oh, what did I just do? Yeah. And, <laughs> so it and literally is, it takes away from your happiness. And the, the definition of a debt, the definition of debt is, is literally getting less out of it than you put in. So because you don't have the money... You spend money you don't have, and what you get out of it is always less because it's obviously less than what you had before. And it's the same with friendships. It's yeah. the same with toxic relationships. 
we keep giving, 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 investing, but not nothing comes back. Why? Well, because we're investing in the wrong thing. It's a liability. We in, yes, and we should hold ourselves uh, liable for that and accountable, not the hold the owner of the debt. They're just here because they think they're actually helping you. You are the one who takes on that. Now, again, it goes without saying, if you're in a place of survival, if you need right, to make right. debts in order to survive, you, we have to be grateful for those institutions that allow for yeah. us to do that. But we always go back to the fact that we say most of us are not in that um, situation. No. Especially if you're working, if you're an entrepreneur, and then you're just digging holes deeper and deeper not just monetarily as you said but friendships relationships uh jobs yeah yeah um we, we have the choice to say enough yes we <laughs> enough enough is a good word because we have to actually set boundaries making making a proper balance sheet and an an accounting Oversight and inventory means to set boundaries. It's a brilliant point you bring up. Boundaries are what separate a fearful mind from a loving mind. It's what separates a, a, a fearful inventory from a, a loving inventory. Because the loving inventory will set boundaries between what makes it happy and what diminishes its happiness. But the fearful mind will take everything, everything, all it can get. And that's when it invites disaster. It invites investments that are bad, that pull it down. Friends that are not friends, but just painful resources that weigh them down. They buy cars that become liabilities because now they have to pay a monthly, you know, monthly lease. They have to pay insurance, gas. It sits in their driveway and every time they look at it, it weighs them down because they don't see the car anymore. They see the money that goes out. And with the money that goes out, their heart realizes less and less happiness is possible because all that money could have been invested into something that would truly make their heart sing. And that's, that is the difference. That's what that door that I keep referring to separates. It separates fearful accounting from the abundant accounting. And everybody, everybody is capable of doing abundant accounting if they are willing to step through that door and say like, okay, I have had enough. I want to take ownership over my life, which means I want to take ownership over all my tools. And I know it sounds, it sounds cold, cold of me to say that, but your, your spouse is a tool. Your spouse is first and foremost a tool. It's a tool that can expand your happiness or it can limit your happiness. You will not believe how many of my clients are in relationships with limiting tools, where they have to compromise, where they have to constantly pay more than they get out. Constantly. Yeah, just listening to that, it's just, it's painful because we, we, we hear it often and the clients that you deal with, it's, um, it's difficult. <laughs> and, you know, just to, to wrap this up, something that maybe a lot of people can relate. I love dogs. And, you know, dogs are not cheap. Dogs take up time, space, uh, mental space, and they cost money. But when you invest all of that into a furry companion, everybody who has a dog and loves them knows that they, when you invest into that, they support your intention of happiness because they are a resource that increases that which your heart craves. 
companionship, a mutual understanding, unconditional love, there is something in all those, you know, all those things that we can afford easily or more easily than we think, um, there is so much magic that we can reach that is at our fingertip that we could use to flip our lives around just by becoming aware of them. So if maybe, if maybe you say, I will become aware of how I use my money, and you realize, yes, I, I crave a new car every year. But then I realize, if I look at it with my heart, how much does having a new car support my intention of being truly happy? And you realize it actually does not even touch my heart at all because I buy the new car more to show off or to find gratification or to just kind of tap myself on the back that I did a good job. But that goes away very quickly. But what are resources where I could invest that money that I could have spent on a car that will actually keep my heart singing? And if that is a trip around the world, if that's an investment into a business that you believe in, if that is the investment into a hobby or something that you really care about or an animal, you take ownership over that. You start taking ownership. But rely on yourself, on your honesty, when you do that inventory in saying, where do I want to go? What direction do I want to go? The intention, more happiness. How are my resources supporting that path? Be honest. If you're not honest, accounting doesn't work. Numbers cannot lie. And then after that awareness, to actually have that dedication and desire to shift the resources that are dragging you down to, towards resources that, pushing, that are pushing you forward, that is the crucial step you have to take through the door because it means that you will leave your old self behind. You will probably stop drinking Stop smoking, stop spending money on things that, you know, look nice, but don't do anything. Live in a smaller house, change your job, change your business, change your partner, change your friends. All of these things are results from people who have taken ownership over their happiness accounting. A happiness inventory of saying, what's on my shelf? What needs to get out? What do I need more of in order to be truly happy? Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Do Happy Work podcast for upcoming episodes. We'll see you next time.